Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains just a single seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I wouldn't be the first to notice or to say that this day, Good Friday, is a paradoxical day. A day of death and life, of loss and gain, of darkness and light. It's a day when the, the sun itself was darkened, as we heard, and when the Son of God was crucified and died. And, met, and yet it's also the day when God's love was fully revealed and shined most brilliantly. This is the day when the worst of our humanity was exposed. Our betrayals and desertions and denials are cruelty and brutality and injustice. And at the same time, it reveals the depths of God's love for this humanity and the extent to which he went to save us from it all. I wouldn't be the first to notice or to say this or how all of this takes place with some significant trees in view. In the biblical landscape, it is full of trees. Apart from God and humans, trees are the most frequently mentioned living thing in the Bible. Paying attention. Trees are a big deal in the Bible, of course, and we start in the beginning with God calling forth all the trees into existence. And then God plants a garden filled with trees and with two significant trees in the middle and actually at the top of this garden, the Garden of Eden. The tree of life and the tree of knowing good and evil. And in the biblical story, we encounter this scenario or something similar more than once. Significant trees in gardens and on high places. In life, we encounter this scenario again and again. And the test is this. Will we trust God to define what is good and evil and all things? Or will we attempt to define good and evil and what is meaningful for ourselves? One way leads us to the tree of life and then eternal life, and the other way leads us to the tree of knowing good and evil and death. Adam and Eve, of course, failed the test. God's people, Israel, failed the test. We all failed the test. 
one way or another. All of us have eaten from the wrong tree. Except one. Which brings us back to the first station of the cross. To the Garden of Gethsemane at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Here is Jesus among olive trees. He's in a garden at the foot of a high place. And he's about to be tested. This is a replay of Adam and Eve in the garden. Jesus tells his disciples, stay here while I go over there to pray. And he takes Peter and he takes the sons of Zebedee with him and he gets to the place and then he tells them he is totally overwhelmed with grief to the point of death, of dying here already in the garden, sweating drops of blood. So he tells them, stay awake. Stay awake with me. He's getting desperate. The suffering and the agony have begun. And it's too much to bear. And so he goes on a little further by himself to pray and he says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass the cup of suffering and death for the sins of the world. The cup he was to drink all along. The thing that he'd been telling his disciples that he was going to do all along. He had to go to Jerusalem to suffer and die. The thing that he had been sent by the Father to do. And here he is praying, Father, if it's possible, could you take this cup away? Jesus is being tested here. Tempted. The agony is so great, Jesus is starting to wonder, is there another way? Yeah. Could there be another way? Father, is there another way to do this? Yet. Yet, he says. Not my will. But yours be done. He's praying the Lord's Prayer, the prayer he taught his disciples, where he said, Pray this way, your will be done, Father, on the earth as it is in heaven. Not my desire, not what I would prefer here. He's being tempted with the tree of knowing good and evil, but he is refusing that fruit. He's refusing to go his way. Instead, he's going to choose the Father's way. As scary and difficult and terrible as it's going to be. Father, your will be done. I was on a retreat a few weeks ago, and while I was there, I read something by a lady named Edith Stein, which came from the talk she gave on the Rhine River in Germany in 1931. And Edith, Edith came from an Orthodox Jewish family, but in her teens she became an atheist. 
but at the age of 30, she encountered the biography of Saint uh, Teresa of Avila. And her life just compelled her to be a Christian. And then she, she herself became a Christian and lived such a Christ-like Christ -like life, she became canonized as a saint in the Catholic Church. Well, this is, this is how her talk started. Thy will be done, in its full extent, must be the guideline for the Christian life. It must regulate the day from morning to evening, the course of the year, and the entire of life. And when I read this, I and the whole article, there's something in me said, yes, of course. This was the heartbeat of Jesus. This was the heartbeat of Edith to her death as a martyr in Auschwitz. And this must be mine. Something in me said yes. And at the same time, something overwhelmed me. And I thought, how could I do this? All day, every day, through all the trials, can I really do this? And then I remembered, I don't have to do this. Not alone. Christ has done this for me. So he would do this with me. So that I could do this with him, in him, and he in me. And I was praying through that, and I could feel that heartbeat of Jesus start to become more of my own. Yes, Lord. Thy will be done, Father, with Jesus. Jesus comes back to Peter and the brothers, and he finds them not awake, of course, but sleeping. And he says to them, So could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray. We prayed that to Zeson last night. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. It should also be translated, pray that you may not come into the time of trial or testing. He's giving them a line from the Lord's Prayer again. Lead us not into temptation or into the time of trial, but deliver us from that evil that is calling us in that moment. I love how Jesus, in this crucial moment, he goes back to the Lord's Prayer. I found that to be true for myself in those times where I need to pray and I don't have the words to pray these words on my prayer language. Jesus goes away again to pray. Where it seems he's tested again the wave of wanting to go go another way. He says, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. And then it says it happened a third time. But again, he refused to eat from the tree of knowing good and evil. He refused to go his own way. He passed the test. He's going to trust his father. He's going to choose his way back to the garden, back to the tree of life, which is through the cross. And so he passes the test, and he is the first human 
Of course, he is divine, but he's also human. He's the first human to ever have fully passed the test. And in doing so, he pioneers this way for us. He's gone where none of us have ever gone before, so that we can go there with him. So he's passed the test. He's the pioneer of our salvation, of our faith. He leads the way. And yet, soon he will suffer on a tree, as if he didn't pass the test. This is a paradoxical day. In the biblical story, we often come across trees on high places functioning as altars for a sacrifice. And this is how we find Jesus here, on a tree, being nailed to the tree, on a high place before God and between two other trees, one on his right and one on his left. The New Testament in several places calls the cross a tree. And that is what it is, a dead tree that's been cut for the purpose of executions. This high place is called Golgotha, as we heard, which means the place of the skull. And Golgotha was an old, abandoned rock quarry that was used for Roman executions. And other sources tell us it was also a garbage dump. If you've been reading Word in the Wilderness, you might recall this poem by John Keith Stubbs called Golgotha, which references both the garbage dump and the skull. It starts like this. And it helps to know midden is another word for garbage dump. In the middle of the world, in the center of the polluted heart of man, a midden, and a stake stemmed in the rubbish. This garbage dump represents the center of our corrupted world and our polluted heart. And the stake in the ground here is the cross. The dead tree of Christ planted in the mound of our moral trash. The poem then goes even further and tells us the skull of Golgotha is Adam's skull. If you look at a lot of icons, you have Adam's skull at the base somewhere. And Adam's skull is saying something up through the trash. From lipless jaws, Adam's skull gasped up through the garbage. I lie in the discarded dross of history, ground down to the red dust, the obliterated image. Create me. The old Adam is speaking to the new Adam on the cross, to the second Adam, who passed the test, to the one who's forging a forgiven way back to the garden, back to the tree of life, back to God, the one through whom all things were made and the one through whom all things are made and redeemed, made new. So what he says is a prayer that we can riff off of and make our own. Yes, second Adam, we lie in the discarded dross of history, ground down to the red dust from which we came, 
We are the broken, obliterated image. Create us again. Recreate us, O second Adam of the cross. Then comes the response from the one on the cross. In the voice and imagery of the first creation was the promise of the new creation. From the lips cracked with thirst, the voice that sounded once over the billows of chaos when the royal banners advanced replied through the smother of dark. All is accomplished. All is made new. And look, all things once more are good. Then, with a loud cry, exhaled his spirit. All things reaches back to Adam and Eve. All things reaches here to us tonight, to the center of our polluted hearts, to bring life out of death, to bring gain out of loss, to bring light out of smothering darkness. This is a paradoxical day. When the last exhale, exhale breath of the second Adam gives rise to a new creation. And the love of God just overwhelms us on this God-forsaken tree. And a tiny single seed that dies and falls into the ground and bears much fruit. Mm -hmm.